welcome to Be Simply. This is She, and I want to thank you for joining us in this moment. In this segment, we're going to connect with discernment and equanimity of the heart and potentially discover how this will assist us in remembering the causes of happiness as we activate not only our left and right hemisphere and our pineal gland and our intuition center, but our heart, clearing our mind and opening ourselves to the possibility of walking through life with balance, harmony, and a calmness that will bring a lot of joy and pleasure to all that you are connecting with. Now, we can look at discernment and say, well, what is this? Well, discernment, if we want to create a little bit of a loose definition, is potentially the ability to understand people, things, and situations clearly and intelligently. However, we must remember that is quite subjective, correct, depending what your vantage is. However, what discernment can mean within self is that you actually can see from your own 360 view, not just from one aspect of self or the other. When we move too far to the left or too far to the right, meaning in our hemispheres, or to one perspective or the other, this will really clog or fog how we are perceiving a situation and making choices. So if you remember back potentially when you were a teenager or if you're a teen now and you're faced with some choices, if there's an aspect of you that really wants to do something, you might look at it with one lens and decide it's okay, it's okay to engage there. However, if you brought yourself around to the other side and looked at it from the other direction, you might say, hmm, maybe I don't want to do all of that, maybe I want to go engage in this. When we take that pause, we will find that we can move through life a lot more effortlessly. And it doesn't mean that you won't have joy. It will actually be joy that does not have that cause and effect bubble in certain ways when we make certain choices. So this during this program, we're going to connect to activating our discernment center. We'll talk about how to activate it. And then from there, we'll look at what the results are and then a little bit of a practice that you can connect to. I'm going to shine a light on movement. So to just dive in, uh, activating our discernment center, as I mentioned, is going to help increase your intelligence, your intellect, your creativity, your critical thinking, and your joy in life. In addition, it's going to clear your mind of unnecessary thoughts because you're going to be utilizing your brain for the activities it was intended for, not to be worrying or creating conversations and stories that have no basis whatsoever or relevance to what you might be wanting to create in your life. When we think about engaging this center, oftentimes people will connect to this area, and when I say the center is is basically right in the third eye if you studied any yogic practices or Eastern philosophy or theological practices, but that intuition center is not just the female aspect of the brain, the feminine aspect of the brain, the right hemisphere. It's also the left hemisphere, and when we bring those two into harmony and balance, that's when we actually will have clear discernment. And this is where you get to be really honest with yourself, and there's just simple checks and balances that we can connect with to see where we're at. So the first place I find the easiest to engage 
and see where your hemispheres are. Maybe one is stronger than the other. If, for instance, just a simple act of what hand do you write with, that one, you can just take a pen and start writing with the other hand just to strengthen that muscle to see what that wants to communicate and then do it with the one that you're used to doing. Exercising the part of the body that's not used to moving will start working the other hemisphere. So if you're right-handed and you're an artist, you're working with your masculine hand, but imagine drawing and creating with that feminine hand and see what happens. And can you let go of some of the control that you might want to have with the right hand? Then you can also look at where you have certain strengths, where you have just effortless gifts. So rather than go to what's easy in this situation, we're going to talk about a little bit of exercising those muscles in the sense of what doesn't come easy. And that's an area where you can start doing that. It's like if you get out of shape exercising or uh, reading or writing or speaking a language that you have to engage it again to get it back working. So our left brain is verbal, analytical, parts, detail, logic, rational, sequential, successive, systematic, cautious, linear, factual, words, abstract, symbolic, digital, rational, convergent, propositional, objective, yang, masculine. Our right brain is nonverbal, synthetic, relational, wholes, big picture, intuitive, creative, random, simultaneous, causal, free, adventuresome, holistic, visual, colors, sensory, concrete, spatial, analog, emotional, divergent, imaginative, subjective. This is the yin energy. And you'll notice I stated I'm, I'm reading this chart off some uh, diagram that I was able to capture and I'll post here on the internet. Intuitive and creative. So yes, this is a creative center. I would just uh, place my view that our intuition is actually both masculine and feminine and I really hesitate to just put it there because we have an intuition center in our third eye and where the male behavior in the solar plexus, this energy center, has an instinct there. That's an intuition center too. So I don't want to group it one way or the other. And you can play around with it and that's why uh, male embodiment will have a real gut feeling. Even if you're a female embodiment, you'll get that gut feeling. That's your intuition speaking to you, but from your solar plexus, from the yang energy. The intuition, when it speaks from the feminine, might be more imaginative, dreamy, lucid, astral state. That's a feminine intuition influence. So when we look at these centers and look at what's on both sides, if you're not logical, <laughs> if you're not rational, but start practicing it. Think and say, okay, I need to bring it down. I need to ground down and think how I can bring a little bit more yang energy into my life because I've been a little too free and I'm ready to bring it back home. If you're too yang, meaning that you have too much uh, factual information, words, rational, convergent, uh, you have to be too objective, too detailed, work on going into that free-flowing space and see if you can let go of some of that control and play around, do this dance from one side of the field to the next. You could even have fun. You could go down this chart if you were looking at it right now and with objective create a picture for objectivity and with subjectivity create a linear text to create what that means subjectively and play around with some of the tools that you would use on the right hemisphere with the left. 
these simple things, you could have a journal, will start to exercise that brain. If you're not good in math and science, take some time to read some articles, build up so you start to exercise those muscles and engage those neural pathways. Now, so we have the right and left hemisphere. You have plenty, we don't even use all of this beautiful mass that's on top of our head. So you have plenty of opportunity in every given moment to engage these. From there, how do we exercise the heart? Because as soon as you start exercising your brain, you're going to notice that you aren't obsessing. Maybe your emotional center is calming down because you're engaged, you're inspired. You're working muscles that haven't used in a while. You have new things to talk about and you're inspired. So this is a beautiful time to connect to that heart center and say, wow, I am living an inspired life. My mind's clearing. Now my heart can be clear. And where can I put my attention? What happens is when we bring the energy into our heart, when we bring our choice in our, from our left and right hemisphere, we balance and we weigh all sides. And then we go into that heart center and really feel in uh, friend and a doctor calls this the emotional GPS. It lets you know and it's really connected to that young intuition center. That lets you know, wow, okay, that feels good. Nope, doesn't feel good. You could might go back up into your head and start activating the things you don't want to to convince yourself it's okay. But if that heart says no, that's a great way to start clearing out the heart because you're listening, you're keeping it calm, composed, even that equanimity. Then you're cultivating this peace and love. You're, you're going to feel the causes of happiness here. And as you exercise this heart energy, that's where you will start to understand what compassion is. Oftentimes I find this word cannot be described until you experience giving it to someone. And at that point when you give compassion, you realize there's no judgment. There's just this like big aha in that moment. So calmness composure, evenness, create this equanimity. Then as you're cultivating and opening that heart, peace and love come together and that leads you to the causes of happiness. The third thing to exercise this heart is humor. Laugh a little, laugh a lot, have some fun there. And this will again help with the clearing of the mind because then you're filling this center part of your body with all this energy that is only going to support the activation of your right and left hemisphere and is only going to support and let you be humble with where you may not feel super strong on one side or the other. Now the next place to help activate our discernment, our critical thinking, our creative center is contemplation and meditation. You'll get beautiful creative energy by doing this and it'll also reduce stress on your physical body, your mental body, your emotional body, your spiritual body and really uh, bring it all together. So first start exercising where you have those tendencies to be out of practice or haven't ever engaged, thought that you couldn't. Remember this will also empower you if you feel, oh, I'm not good at math. Well, sure you can be good at math. Start slow and build. Doesn't mean that you have to become a uh, nuclear physicist. However, it it's possible that you can work these muscles and start to see things differently. Then exercise that heart. Practice being calm. Practice evenness, equanimity, cultivating peace and love for others that will lead you to happiness and spontaneously help you experience compassion for yourself and others. Laugh a lot. Now, when you take all this in and you can kind of do a little bit of an evaluation of where you're at in this moment, we're going to listen to 
a song by um, Nawang Kei Chong, and this is Walking in the Himalaya. This is a beautiful way to meditate, is a walking deviation. If you want right now, imagine yourself walking outside somewhere that you love, connecting with nature in your mind's eye, and thinking about where you would like to strengthen the mind, clear the mind, and open the heart. And when we come back, we'll dive in further.
Now, gently bringing your awareness back for a moment, and hopefully in that segment you were able to just for a moment uh, connect to where you would like to connect, activate, and strengthen aspects of your heart and your mind to really engage and support this ability to be in center for all that you do and understanding that when we are discerning that we can make better choices for ourselves and the world around us. What we're going to do right now is I'm going to show you the, the fourth thing is uh, music. So we talked about one uh, that you can activate this area of your your being by exercising the left and right hemisphere to exercising your heart, taking some time for contemplation and meditation. You can do this walking, sitting, uh, doing an activity. The more you spend in just pure silence, you'll notice it deepens and the roots get deeper and deeper like that beautiful lotus flower that blooms up from the murky waters. The, the last one that helps activate, not the only one, but another one, is music and movement. So this music can be a, the simplest way that you can start listening to things that maybe at first feel jarring to your system. Not too jarring, but enough that, you're, that it's doing something. You'll feel it activating in your mind's eye. I just recently interviewed a ukulele player, and I played his music for... Uh, several hours before we got on the call and I could feel the neural pathways switching because I haven't had a ukulele around me in a while so as I listened to all this music it, it, I could feel its impact on my brain in addition if you listen to opera or classical music the same thing will happen you will start to feel a response in both of your hemispheres so we're going to listen to two songs back to back one is called uh, the Wind by Kataro, and I used to call this the space music when I was a kid. I don't even know how I found it in the little podunk town in Tucson, Arizona, but I found an album by Kataro. He's a Japanese artist and pretty well known around the world. This song is called The Wind. That was really a beautiful way for us to connect with the yin energy, the movement, connecting with uh, the year of the horse that's coming in again with a Tibetan calendar and to feel that energy. Then we're going to go to something that's faster moving, and it is called Rain Dance by The Very Best. Feel how these feel, feel how these feel to both sides of your body, how one part of you wants to move, maybe one wants to be more still. Then when we come back, we'll talk about the results and give you a couple of practices to maybe work on in the near future if you're inspired. So with that being said, just sit back and see what happens and allow yourself just to experience it almost as an observer. And if you're inspired to move or sit or do something, notice that and see what happens.
Rain dance and Kataro, the wind, 
And if you noticed, which I noticed, uh, it's just a physiological response going from one to the next, that we can start to see that when we engage different aspects of music and different ways of being with ourselves that we can get to know uh, different things and discover and explore. So what is the result? And as I mentioned earlier, one of them is that, you, that you're going to make better choices in your life as you clear the mind, as you clear the heart, and really become discerning, not from just a point of view that's subjective, you become objective. In addition, you begin to drop destructive habits, habits that don't cultivate self-worth, self-love, love for others, and just general happiness throughout your life. In addition, you're going to start seeing clearly and move into an interdependent role and become more self-led with the world in your immediate microcosm and the society around you. Finally, this is going to cultivate integrity. You're going to learn what your code of ethics are. No longer are you going to be going along with what is put in front of you or has become a trend or popular. You are going to realize, wow, that doesn't really feel right or that doesn't make sense. I have a question about that. And you'll investigate and you'll know where you want to put your energy and where you want to be light about it and then the areas that you really want to cultivate, you will. It will feel much more effortless when you're in this place. So we've talked about a few ways to engage it, to activate the center. And then what would be the practice? So as I mentioned above earlier, above, I'm reading on the piece of paper, but earlier, uh, what you want to connect with is wherever you want to start. That's the simplest way. If we try to do something where we don't want to start, it's not going to stick. We're not engaged. We're not inspired. So based on the things that I mentioned earlier, think about where you'd like to, one, strengthen a muscle on the right or left hemisphere, where you would like to engage it and how in your life, how you can exercise that heart, practice calmness, composure, even, evenness. As you're inspiring the brain, you're really going to feel those minds and thoughts shift and go away from maybe things that have been destructive in your life. And bring a lot of laughter in. Bring that humility, the humor, as you engage in this process. Introduce a little bit of meditation if you're inspired, music and movement. And that music, music I was thinking as we were listening to the songs, can also be music that you create, too. This will have the same result. So that's the first thing. Just choose one of those areas and jump in there. Not all four necessarily. Maybe you want to meditate. Maybe you want to get moving. Maybe you want to create a song. But do something that's not easy for you. Take something that's a little bit more difficult. You'll be surprised at how empowered you get when you start to pull back the layers and say, wow, I didn't know I could do this. Next, stay engaged with it until it fully engages with you before you go to the next item. So say you decide that you want to do some movement, but you feel a little awkward and clumsy about it. If you haven't engaged it, keep going. Keep working at it. Reapproach it from different directions. Again, this gets us in the habit of really looking at things from a 360 point of view. This is where compassion comes in because you see it from all perspectives. You see someone suffering. No longer are you attacking them for their suffering. You're like, oh, wow. And that's when you have that aha moment. 
And the third area that you can practice is to explore. Just by investigation, the adventure of investigation, the exploration, you will be activating the mind, you'll be clearing the heart, you will feel this inspiration butt up, and you will become more uh, engaged in your life in a way that you might have not ever imagined. So tonight, as we sign out, we are going to connect to movement research. We're going to shine a light on them. Since movement is this, uh, really what we're talking about, moving energy, moving our thoughts, moving to a place where we're not comfortable, just really reorganizing how we may approach our life. So this group is called movementresearch.org, and they have a site that is connecting to movement research. Critical Correspondence is a web-based publication of movement research, and they provide a forum of diverse engagements with artistic practice, research, and context that surround the field of dance. Utilizing the flexibility of digital platform, Critical Correspondence publishes timely and in-depth content in multiple formats, including interviews, experimental and scholarly writing, podcasts, and video products, projects. Excuse me. So you can engage here, and there's many different sites like this, but why I put this one, for instance, is that if you're interested in one of these things, you're like, wow, I'm not very good in math. How can I get better in math? Oh, I want to improve my language skills. How could I do that? How can I engage that? And how will I insist or assist one side with the other? And just start to have this play. And as you do that, I think you might be really, really surprised to see what happens. What we're going to do right now is we're going to sign out with this group or this couple that sings. It's called She and Him, which she, this she loves, this name, She and Him. And the song is called Let Me Get What I Want This Time. So that's a little key for you. When we engage the right and left hemisphere, when we're ready to clear our heart and find this harmony from within, guess what happens? We get what we want this time because we come at it with full perspective, a centeredness, a calmness, compassion, love, joy. It's a lot of fun. So if you're inspired, take a baby step. It's all just part of our evolution as we move through this life and many more to come. Until next time, this is She signing out with a deep bow, a full heart, a big smile, and a namaste.